We're making an ad. Napping yeah. ad. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm. He listens to the podcast every week. Yep. Has he been canceled? Wait, is Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> so um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The <laughs> Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. We're here to entertain you. We'll sing your songs. Hey there. Are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. Hailing from the Garrettscape, welcome one and all to Masters of the Media. In a land of pop culture podcasts, I, filmmaker Garrett Briones, and my quote-unquote co-host Jack Watson look at the why of the stories we love and figure out why they connect with us. The show is all about loving the media you love and appreciating the underappreciated. It's a celebration of storytelling and also two pals making each other laugh at random impressions and the silliest things you can imagine. You can find Masters in the Media on all your favorite podcatchers and right here on the Geekscape Network. We hope to see you all on the Garrettscape. another episode of horror movie night this week we're going to be talking about the most matt kelly pick that isn't a matt kelly pick american psycho 2 which look i'm going to say this right up front i'm going to get this out there this movie's dumb it's bad it's arguably one of the biggest sequels that has no understanding about what the first movie and its original source material was actually about but i'm weirdly charmed by this movie (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you fucking weirdo. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a bad, bad decision, and we bad. should talk There's about no the charm. decision. So so the decision was on March 30th. We get a message in the horror movie night chat, and Scott doesn't even remember this, but he said, you guys get to pick your poison for my next couple episodes. Our options were Constantine or Priest and American Psycho 2 or the gate to. And why did you guys pick American Psycho 2? <laughs> and the response from Kyle was, ooh girl, <laughs> with a lot of R's. <laughs> yep. 
I love all of these, but my pick would have to be Priest and AP2. So in Kyle's defense, he could have been voting for Alien versus Predator 2. Misunderstood um, the he, whole thing. But he said, I'm truly game for whatever. And then I just said, my votes are the same as Kyle's. So look, you you, you pitched us the ball. We hit it out of the park. <laughs> no, um, you, you <laughs> rub your balls on the ball and you ball. maybe look, sniff it. This was it. a slam dunk. We, as... <laughs> we, misunderstood, we misunderstood the sport completely. So here's the thing, right? This movie, for starters, completely ignored. Well, actually, I want to start with my complaint of the American Psycho commentary track. <laughs> <laughs> because a lot of my beef with this movie stems from that commentary track. On the commentary track for American Psycho, the director says the following thing, and I'm, I'm approximating it, but she says, everyone always asks me if Patrick Bateman is really getting away with murder or if it's all in his head, and I don't understand the question because I feel like my movie makes it very clear that he is getting away with these murders. Mm-hmm. And that is never been the interpretation that I've gotten when I've watched that movie. I have solely watched that movie as it's all in his head. So the director seems to think that American Psycho is about an actual serial killer that's getting away with it. So I guess that doesn't totally negate why I dislike the fact that this sequel just completely lays it out on the line. Like Patrick Bateman was a serial killer. He was a very well-established serial killer. And then an eight-year-old girl destroyed him. Um, But I will admit that part of my rose-tinted glasses of this may have everything to do with a giant crush on Mila Kunis and a lot mm-hmm. less to do with the yeah, quality bro. of the movie. Uh, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even say anything else, but clearly that's the only reason that anybody would have any, in my mind, any appreciation for this movie at all. And it's not even appreciation, because she is not good no and but but admittedly because i i I read up on it too it wasn't originally supposed to be an american psycho sequel so then all of that all of that exposition i imagine has to come from like i think they made the call into partway into filming the movie they were pretty close to being done if i remember correctly yeah so we have some major fucking problems well, here and- with having an almost complete movie and then being like, mm, let's add this IP that we have. Uh, oh, speaking of IP, oh, I have an IPA <laughs> called Have You Seen My Binder? Wow. <laughs> because college. That's from Beard. I don't agree with this film school philosophy, but there is the film school philosophy that like narration is hacky writing. But man, if you want to convince me that narration is hacky writing, hand me a copy of American uh, American Psycho 2 because this is like 90% of this movie is voiceover narration, dialogue-wise. Like everything is driven forward from that. It I so here's where I find this movie charming is that it is so bad. Like it is really bad, bad. right? But Real you've bad. got like William Shatner, Shatner at Real his shit. like most most satirically Shatner-ish, supposed to be this dude that just all of these teenage girls are just throwing themselves at, Mm -mm. like, is so ridiculous. She kills, like, eight people, and it's like, no one cares. (laughs) No, nobody cares. In fact, I, I think that she goes back to class from the same day. I think they filmed, it was supposed to be, in the story-wise, two separate classes 
right? Like yeah. one one week and then another week. But they showed it, and it's they shot both of those classes exactly the same time. So everybody's wearing the same, the same clothes, clothes yeah. on the on the chalkboard. <laughs> it has the same shit written on it. So not I, not only does nobody care who, where, <laughs> when these people are killed. But I'm not sure that it happens in more than one day or uh, in more than one day. It's over. I think it's it supposed to, yeah, I was going to say, this is all supposed to be the time frame that the movie is even setting up is like five days, right? Like he's like, at the end of this yeah. week, I'll announce something. But this all feels like it is like half a semester. It really <laughs> like, does. Yes. Like, and also, how is she, how is it that like her whole master plan is like, how long is she supposed to be in school Okay, can 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 we talk about this the 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 denouement, or do we want to like keep the listeners in suspense? No, because no. none of either Fucking they are not going to ever it. watch this movie, <laughs> yeah, or okay. they they've yeah. tuned in exclusively because they've seen this movie before and are okay, like, there's man, really I can't okay, wait for the, the boys cat's to shit name on is, this. Like the cat's name is Ricky Martin. Okay, like sorry we had to spoil <laughs> yeah, it. Everybody, not even like you couldn't have even came up with like Kitty Martin, like something that like was a cat pun. I want to throw this out there and then we'll dive into the denouement. But we got to talk about the music, guys. The music in this. Do we have to talk about the anything music, in this film? Because this is the pain, music as in this. Was watching it. <laughs> the music in this a is mixed so much louder than any line of dialogue in the entire movie. Yes. B, it is like they held a contest on Friendster to find some bands to write some songs because when she does the first kill that we see, the song I wrote down the lyrics goes bad things. Dead things, <laughs> sad things have to happen. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was. It's honestly one of the best needle drops that I've experienced on a horror movie night. I was like, dude, yeah, how is this song so on the nose and so far from the nose simultaneously? <laughs> like, it everything. And I again, I kind of am charmed by it because it's like every decision is the wrong decision, mm-hmm. and I've talked about this on the show before. I would rather take a movie that was trying to sincerely be a good movie and just made all of the wrong decisions than like a Sharknado where they have all the money in the world to purposely make a bad movie. Like yeah. I'm I'm charmed that there was an effort that was put in this and they just fumbled on every single play. <laughs> like, I might have referenced this before, but it reminds me of that gif or jif, depending on who you are, uh, of the runway model, like totally twisting her ankles, like the whole runway back trying not to fall, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but just like has kept her balance and composure, but uh, her ankles are completely shot. This is what this feels like. It's like they started off real bad and they never saved it but they made a movie yeah, <laughs> the they movie got to the finish line. most minutes. people don't get there the full yeah. title of the movie was american psycho 2 an all-american girl yes and thank god she wore the own her own yes. merch yeah, uh, yes. yeah. <laughs> you know i was very surprised that we didn't get a tom petty needle drop in this that was the only needle <laughs> drop i was expecting and didn't get yeah. it. Uh, scott did you hear the songs no that they were able to afford for this movie i don't think <laughs> i think tom petty would have cost more than the whole damn budget for this I, well you know I, my immediate thought was that but then the the truth of the matter is that tom petty all american girl or i mean american girl in 2002 when this was being made right 2002 yeah. probably it couldn't have been worth that much like the royalties they can't no yeah. no way 
No, I mean, especially, well, it, it makes me think if they put American Psycho 2 in front of it, did they get more money, like, to make it? Because they're like, well, now we're making a sequel. It's fine. It'll be fine. We'll get more money and we can afford this. But I don't think they fucking, I mean, they must have just paid for the voiceover booth for Mila. And then that was it. That was must be. Yeah, the Mila only was on set for like four got. days of the twenty. This they they filmed this shit in twenty days. Yeah, and it shows. But mm-hmm. uh, poor Mila, I really love her. She's just, she's always been so charming. I mean, obviously yeah. she's beautiful, but she's always been so funny, funny and charming. And she kind of fell off my radar until forgetting Sarah Marshall, and then I was like, oh my god, and it just brought back all these these younger feelings that i had and mm-hmm. just she's just so funny and in an interview about doing this film like she's mortified that this movie exists which, which with good reason yes yeah. yeah. this is <laughs> she, this is like she spoke out against the, she expressed embarrassment over the film and spoke out against the idea of a third entry please somebody stop this she said <laughs> write a petition when I did the second one, I didn't know it would be American Psycho 2. It was supposed to be a different project, and it was re-edited, but ooh, I don't know. Bad. The, okay, so there are two things that this movie did well. One, cast Mila Kunis, because she's just cute and funny. Uh, even when, I mean, because she's just kind of doing the the That 70s Show deadpan thing here yeah. for the entire thing. And I love the fact that people aren't like, this girl's not a sociopath. She never smiles. She never, like laughs she never seems happy she's just well the therapist picks it out immediately pretty quick yeah and then immediately breaks hippo laws straight out the game. yes exactly <laughs> uh, but but he he the thing is he breaks hippo laws but then not enough to really get prosecuted uh because he's like she's gonna kill you and and shatner's like oh my ex-girlfriend uh, no apparently not the ex-girlfriend yeah. who gets murdered hippa more like slipper because <laughs> he slips <laughs> up Love uh, it. Explaining the joke. The, don't don't keep that. Fucking no, act, keep Matt, it. Please get please get that out of here. The second good choice that they made in this is putting Mila Kunis in the most 2002 clothes you could possibly imagine. Yep. Just incredible. Like 2002. Yeah, like, like literally was... everything she's wearing looks like if 2002 was a catalog. It's like the yeah. Delia's catalog from 2002. It's fucking yeah. wild. Sunglasses, check. Yeah. Tie-dye shirt, check. The big, long leather duster. Check. Oh, the big leather duster. Um, yeah. Also, I loved... The low-rise jeans at one point. Oh, are just like just the lowest point? rise I've ever seen. Those, I mean, those low-rise jeans had one inch above the genitalia. Yeah. I remember those days. That was, yeah. the, that was the thing. And they're coming back. And I'm like, and Megan loves the, the high rise, high waisted button down jeans. And I'm yes. like, sweetie, okay, yep. you, you're going to have to go back to the low rise. She's like, fuck yeah. you. No, I'm never going to do it. I was like, don't you want to relive my high school like fantasies? <laughs> and she's like, no, I don't. <laughs> no. I want to be comfortable. <laughs> That's what that's what growing up is. I guess this is growing up. Yeah. I really love this one line that I wrote down. It's the guy. So the first kill is a fake or the first, the second kill. Yeah, the first kill is the Patrick Bateman kill, right? Mm-hmm. And then the second kill is her killing that douchey. No, 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 no. She kills the uh, the guidance counselor first by. Oh, you're right. She faking her out with the cat well, in the microwave. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is <laughs> so. So I'm sorry. That is a fake out kill 
So the first kill that you obviously see is is Mila because she's wearing a hood up and walking through the house. Then then she brains the. I'd love the... that we're spoiling this for someone possibly. If the poster and everything else <laughs> leading up to this moment didn't tip you off that Mila Kunis was the killer, the killer in this yeah. movie Yo. just yet, this is the kill where you figure it out. Yo, I'm gonna tell you right now though. I was questioning. I was like, does is she killing or is she after a killer? Yeah. I was. I I. It did. It did. It got me. It Would it be me. a better or worse movie if she was after a killer? I don't know, dude. I, I don't want to think about it. There's, what if, what there's if she also had that to really to catch the killer. Yeah, you know? there's like, also that really dumb thing? setup that they do yeah. nothing with, where it implies that one of her other classmates might also be a serial killer right before she kills him because of the sketches in his notebook. Well, it oh, seemed yeah. like everybody was potentially a serial killer <laughs> yeah. of her classmates. Yeah. Like, and then so, and a, even maybe Shatner was a killer. Yeah. Like, even the professor. Well, I guess that, I would have liked it if, like, Shatner sense, was though. the killer. It would make a yeah. lot more sense because she wants to go work as a profiler, right? And so right. she's killing people so that she can get to Quantico to become the youngest FBI serial killer profiler of all time at 19 years old because that makes sense so i mean like if this was a better written script that could be fun like it could be a black comedy like it was trying to be it could be her like killing people to get ahead (laughs) but also her thinking that she has the moral authority to do so because she's like i just have to kill these people that are in my way so that i can then catch serial killers like there are ways you could have done it that were that would have worked but in any case i actually kyle just pitched an idea that i fucking love which would be if she actually was killing nobody and in reality it's almost like clue where it's yeah. <laughs> where it's like you know at the end of clue it reveals that like everybody killed a different person where she's just like well so and so killed this person but then this person <laughs> killed that person mm-hmm. right, i i don't know if i would have been more entertained or more pissed off but um <laughs> but it's a it's a at thing least that could have felt happened. something yeah I you would have felt, felt an emotion versus this yeah. is 88 minutes of numb yeah (laughs) yeah um and i'm really surprised that they didn't have a uh uh a soundtrack to truly drive that boringness home but anyway right before she kills that guy that his name's brian he's uh, the rich guy the rich kid that's bribing his way through school yeah yeah i love when he gets told no by the guidance counselor he he's not going to become the ta and he goes well she sees my gpa once my cousin hacks into the mainframe and it just (laughs) if you could encapsulate 2002 you know like old people trying to write a script to sound hip it would be that That's that's he, that is a beautiful line. He also <laughs> has my favorite line in the movie, which is when he's trying to ask Mila Kunis out so that he can essentially bribe her. She goes, "What are you on crack?" And he says, "I don't know. It was whiting in a pipe, though." <laughs> which is such an insane line to add into that scene. I'm like, why? Who was like? The guy that just popped into the writer's room and was like, you know, it'd be a good line, throw this in there, and then just, like, vanished off while they continued to I write thi- the script. I think that the writer was actually the waiter who was waiting oh, man. on him, and he Woo! was so hyped that he, like, he, he just couldn't stand. The waiter was maybe my favorite, not even secondary, truly, like, third-rate character. He was so, like, he, I don't know, I, there's no reason that he was playing such a nervous nelly but he was written that it was his first day serving them and then he comes back later on in the movie and it's like so it has to be a producer's son or something like some reason that guy exists in oh the, yeah in the um absolutely in the movie. this movie is 
filled with really you know usually i like those one-liners uh and don't like them i i think that they're fun we have a lot of movies that have these but like there's a ribbed for her pleasure line that almost feels antiquated and dumb even for 2002 it's like yeah dude we get it matt i wish that kyle would have been on when we did the covenant with uh ashley i still need to watch that because i love that episode no you don't going to (laughs) i feel like the guy who did that all these lines that we're talking about now had to have been the ghostwriter or one of the fuckers in the writing room for the covenant because they were written around the same time and yeah. they feel both equally terrible. Yeah. There's a certain well, I mean, even Hellworld, like two thousand three, well, two thousand five. That was that was done in two thousand two like, and then it didn't come out until two thousand five, right? Yeah. So like we're we're <laughs> all, everybody's in the same everybody's in the same bed, dude. This bed's huge and it's called Hollywood. <laughs> and it's a terrible place to be. <laughs> but you can't make it. Yeah. I need it to check just out of curiosity. I wonder if there's any ten star reviews on IMDb. And there are quite a few. (laughs) Okay. But the first one, this is my favorite, just this alone. Good, but the first one was better. Ten stars. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That shows a real lacking of understanding of the star rating system. Then there was this one. Ten stars, greatest movie of all time, question mark. Where to start? This was an excellent movie. It's nothing Oscar worthy, but definitely worth your time. Morgan J. Freeman did a good job in the director's chair, and the leads were superb. Shatner fitted his role excellently, and Mila Kunis was extremely sexy. Did anyone <laughs> else spend? Did anyone else spend five minutes on freeze frame just to look at her in that dress? Question mark. No, thanks, we did thanks Morgan J. Freeman creep. for your review. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the plot seemed to slow seemed slow and confusing at points, but all the mystery leading up until the final few scenes was pretty good. My only complaint is that it's too short at only about 80 or 90 minutes long. Anyway, highly recommend. Worth your money and time. Worth my money? <laughs> did any of us pay for this? No, 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 no. No, this can't be correct. Hold on a second. From director Fine. Morgan J. Freeman, and then in parentheses it says, Shawshank Redemption and The Dark Knight. I think he... Oh, wait. No, that's wrong. That <laughs> no, was the wrong Morgan Freeman. <laughs> That's the wrong Morgan Freeman, for sure. <laughs> He's now a producer for 16 and Pregnant and Teen Mom. So, okay. Uh, okay, that, I mean, tracks that tracks way, yeah, way better. <laughs> I had one other quote. It's not even a quote from the movie. This was a legitimate thought that ran through my head, right? So the setup for her killing Brian is she takes them back to, to her room. They start to make out. And then she's like, what, you don't have a condom? And he's like, no, no. And she's like... Don't worry about it. I'm going to go to my friend's room and I'm going to get one. Then she leaves the room. And then while he's distracted, she comes up from behind and kills him. Right. Story checks out. Later on, they're at a party and the one girl's like, so how did things go with Brian? And then she's like, well, why'd you come to my room for a condom? And I wrote, wait, she went and got the condom. (laughs) Yo, I'm going to tell you right now for a freshman in college she has a lot of confidence just one <laughs> note one right that she's going to do any of this at all yeah two she blows her cover more than once throughout <laughs> this whole like every kill 
she's blown her entire cover except for the guy that she kills in the library during midterms like nobody's in the library so some but Kyle, like, so the school only has 10 students in it have you okay, seen that classroom yeah, it's scene? strictly just that class this is university of phoenix with the one class in person even though it's the highest rated forensics like psychology fucking yeah. school in the country or whatever and washington mid washington state university there is zero motivation for half of these characters to have any interest in working in the FBI. There's mm. not a single moment where I believe that no. Brian's dreams is to work for the FBI. Everybody's like Quantico, and it's like <laughs> Clarice Starling came from Quantico, and she like worked her whole life to be there, and you're coming in just being like, I read Helter Skelter once for summer reading. <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm I, gonna go be in the FBI. I also like that as far as like the research that they went into talking about serial killers almost exclusively when William Shatner, who's playing supposedly one of the greatest minds in serial killer history, he is just exclusively talking about what horror movies were inspired by what serial killer anytime that he's talking about serial killers. You're so right. You know, I hate, I also, hate this movie. Yeah, th- this movie is really dumb. When you guys keep talking about, we all keep talking about Quantico, uh, I know that that normal people would be like yeah sounds of the lambs clarice starling all i can hear is the uh the security guard lady from scream queens who's like quantico my favorite tv show quantico <laughs> See, and and in my brain in my brain i'm saying quantico the way that the roxbury guys say emilio i'm like quantico <laughs> i feel like it's a pretty good encapsulation of our three minds <laughs> If you're a mind hunter, you just found all three of them. (laughs) All right. Do we have any other actual thoughts on American Psycho 2? I do do have one uh, about uh, the psychiatrist Eric, right? Yeah, I think Um, that is his name, yes. Yeah, as as she's called him a few times just by first name. I love that he has two sessions, maybe two, like proper sessions with her and then all of a sudden by the end of the movie he's fucking dr loomis being like she's the most evil like the, yeah, the most dies. evil thing has happened yeah. the during those during that hour and a half that i spoke to her i saw nothing but evil yeah. behind those eyes. i saw nothing but evil and received no 80 dollars <laughs> and it's break hippo like, laws we don't get paid right the, the blackest eyes the blackest hair you know, just that <laughs> if we're if we're just gonna rip off all of the horror movies that are cool for American mm-hmm. Psycho two, just get a get just a, get in a reference one. though. There's yeah. no like just in like this like isn't even a horror movie. Not in, you know, no, it's not. This it's is just like barely a movie. I mean, it's, it's a bit. movie in length only. <laughs> <laughs> We're making an ad. Napping ads. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm. He listens to the podcast every week. Has he been canceled? Was Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. (laughs) So um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. We're here to entertain you. We'll 
sing your songs. Hey there. Are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. Hey, do you have an idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? Or do you have an already existing podcast that you want to take to the next level? Well, check out WeKnowPodcasting.com. From concept development to theme music to editing to logos, WeKnowPodcasting.com is a one-stop shop for all things pod. Don't hesitate to hit us up. We're very nice. Scott. You picked this. You might not remember I, that you I did. I don't but, remember. But what was your it. what would your double feature be with this? Well, so I don't really want to watch either of these movies because they're both bad movies. But if I have to pick a second movie, I'm going to watch something that is slightly better and is also a an unofficial sequel to American Psycho. I'm going to watch Rules of Attraction, which is it makes me feel real gross. Like I don't, See, I don't I, like that movie. I love. That I know, I, you, but you also have terrible taste in film. <laughs> <laughs> the the best thing, the best thing that ever happened with that was me touching penis while I while I was watching it. I'm gonna do one that I talked about on here uh, before as a what did I watch, and it also has Lindy Booth. So I'm gonna do Cry Wolf. <laughs> oh, and we didn't even mention her, but she and another character were in a movie together. I I was trying to figure out a double feature for this and I actually picked something else but there was a split second where I thought I haven't watched Cry Wolf but everything about this movie feels like what I imagine Cry Wolf (laughs) is just from looking at the back of the DVD in the video store as a kid yeah no it's it's a much more fun uh, well it doesn't take place at college it's a prep school and it also has a great teacher star as John Bon Jovi so as you know it's it it, it sort of follows the same sort of type of cast of characters but it's a little more fun and has lindy booth just my teenage dream what about lindy uh, booth in uh dawn of the dead 2005 lindy booth and Don- yeah oh huge dude i her in wrong turn her in dawn she of the dead the her she, yeah she was in the first wrong turn she's uh, like low-key wait was it a ton of mila kunis in the first wrong turn as well who's the who's the main girl in the wrong no turn? eliza dushku oh, eliza dushku yeah I don't know why yeah i got Yo, too I, confused I, we have you guys watched the first wrong turn for this? Uh, no, show? we've watched wrong no, we've only watched five six. or six. Yeah, like really bad. <laughs> you fucking. And you that guys. was and that, <laughs> that was, was a listener submitted. That was a listener yeah. submitted pick. I bought yeah. that DVD. The first. I, I you know how you bought Priest and then I said sell it at a convention. I literally bought Wrong Turn six, watched it, and we recorded the episode the Friday of Monster Mania, and I sold the DVD the Saturday of Monster Mania. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna take us out of a uh, out of college. I'm going to okay. take us camping because Mila Kunis in this movie, give me a little bit of a Pamela Springsteen vibe with the way she's just so lackadaisically <laughs> killing sure. people in broad daylight. Sure. So I want to say Sleepaway Camp 2 Unhappy Campers is the movie that will pick up the evening after you sat through American Psycho 2. I really like that. That's that's a much better double feature. Yeah, it's a two for two right there. Yeah. <laughs> so, Scott, what have you watched, read, listened to, etc. that you just need to tell the world about? So I got two. Megan and I watched Never Been Kissed, 
And I've never watched the full Never Been Kissed film. She had, I actually texted Matt. I'm like, hey, Matt. I'm like laying in bed. It's like a Saturday morning or something like that. I'm like laying in bed. At, and I'm like, Matt, is Never Been Kissed the promedy? And he's like, sort of. There's a prom in it. And I'm like, good enough for me. So um, <laughs> I had seen a lot of it, a lot more than I realized. But um, that movie is really bad. And as we're watching it, I'm like, this movie fucking blows. And Megan goes, you only hate it because you don't have nostalgia for it like all the other promedies from the like late 90s, early 2000s. And I'm like, I politely disagree. Like, I, <laughs> I, I think that whatever it takes is a lot more fun. I think the no, 10 I, Things I Hate I, About You is really fun. Like, I don't I think agree. Never Been Kissed is fun. I agree with you. I have the nostalgia for Never Been Kissed, but even at the time that it came out, I knew that it was lesser than a lot of the other movies at that time because it just doesn't really hit any like it's like way too slapsticky too like she's just it doesn't hit any of the jokes and getting chocolate milk on her white clothes and shit like it's not fun god that was a that was a nightmare for me spilling <laughs> chocolate milk on yeah, myself dude. like that dude you know how many times like you're probably how many pairs of white pants twice. do you have <laughs> okay not not just none, spilling chocolate none milk now on myself, with all the chocolate <laughs> milk issues it must have only happened maybe once or twice in elementary school but i feel but it's Kids so traumatic to me yeah. it feels like it happened like every week and then i had so to go have to the nurse to get like therapy yeah. yeah but it yeah and then i spilled more milk on myself <laughs> she's like here drink this glass of chocolate milk and you'll feel better and then he got so nervous yeah. he spilled it on himself again yeah. and was like and then she was like a- you got a hole in your lip and I was like, <laughs> All right, so, well, what, so, so you other, didn't like Never Been Kissed. What was the other thing you watched? I put on Shutter TV, and it was City of the Living Dead. And I have not watched City of the Living Dead since 2005. Oh and that shit's fun. It's yeah. way more fun. I just wanted something to, that I had already seen that I could just kind of doze. And if I woke up, I'd, I'd know what was happening in the movie. Because, I mean, you don't really know what's happening in City of the Living Dead, even if you're completely awake. So it kind of worked out well. But it was just it like such a comfortable experience. And I was like, man, City of the Living Dead. I didn't like it the first two times I watched it, but this is a lot of fun now. Do you know if they have – so it's just you have it on Shutter. It's Shutter standalone, right? It's not like – Well, they have the different channels. Prime. They have like um, slash – was it slash? No, no, no. Those are – the, those are they have genre they have genre categories that you can okay. find movies through or you can just browse yeah. and I think that that might be I can't remember if that's alphabetical or yeah. when they have chronologically come onto the service but yeah. Shutter TV is like when you go on to Shutter on a browser it's standalone or, app like, yeah. oh, okay. standalone, yeah. I'm sorry yeah. I I think it's also on the if you were looking if you were watching it on like firefox or whatever i think that it's there too okay. but when you see the the front screen there's like featured shutter tv my list i want to say or my stuff yeah. or whatever and then yeah, okay. or and then browse Got so it. and then you can Got get it. to Got other it. stuff through like drop down menus but like no, shutter tv it. is just I love that. they only stream one movie at a time it's not like there yeah. are different genres that you can stream which is actually exactly what i wanted i wanted something where i didn't have to make a decision and it was yeah. just yeah. so it just felt so good. All right, how about you, Kyle? What have you been watching, reading, listening to, etc.? I well, I, I watched Blades, but I think that we will talk about it on <laughs> the show soon. at some point. So mm. I'm going to reserve that. Um, but I did watch it. I don't remember it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Lots of Doritos I, in play. I've been listening to um, Fontaine's DC. Came out with a new album. So I've never, I've never heard this band, Fontaine's DC. Um, but I listened what, to a band style? called Idols. 
Uh, they're post-hardcore, like indie. I wouldn't say they're they're probably less post-hardcore than I expected them to be, but they're also an Irish band. So they have like they sound a little bit like they sound a little bit to me. And forgive me because I'm not huge into these bands, but they sound a little bit like Oasisy and Blur, and they're such like strong accents and like like uk irish vibe but then they also sound like idols which is more punk in their stylings and more aggressive and they released an album called uh skintifia uh it's it's a irish or gaelic uh phrase um and i just been i don't know it came on shuffle while i was doing something that was going to take me a long time so it was one of those things where i got to listen to the whole album front to back while i was doing the thing um, which doesn't happen so often. And it just totally blew me away. It feels like it also like reminds me a little bit of like Joy Division and the Smiths, but in like a pro- like in a deeper, darker way. Like it feels a little more it feels a little heavier. It feels a little more um I don't know. I don't know what exactly what it is. But I, I, I just I, I I'm really infatuated with the album right now. I'm interested to hear more from their other discography and just just to keep listening all i want to do is keep listening to it it's one of those things where i was like all i want to do is keep going back to that album and listening to it even though there's other shit i like want to go through my like to listen playlist i have a bunch of albums that came out or whatever and i want to go through them but this one is stuck in my brain and it's been stuck in my brain for like two weeks now I'll have to check that out because that kind of sounds like that's right up my alley. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had more like descriptive words, but it like totally is in my brain and uncategorized yet. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. sort of like still swimming. So, um, but I think you guys might dig parts of it. The opening track it, it blew it blew me away. So right. anyway, so I got two very quick ones I'm going to talk about. First of all, uh, we actually made a reference to her already, Ashley Victoria Robinson. Um, when she did Horror Movie Night to talk about The Covenant, that was probably the first time she ever did a podcast of mine where she didn't talk about MASH. Um, every, every time she's been on any one of my podcasts, she wants to talk about the show MASH. So she finally convinced me to start watching the show MASH. Oh, and no, Matt, you don't need to do that. You know what? I knocked out the first season over the weekend, and I really... <laughs> Hold on. I want you to pause there. I just the phrase I knocked out the first season of Mash over the weekend is something that I'm not sure if anybody's really been able to say in, yeah. ever, maybe. In a, in <laughs> probably ever, yeah. yeah. No, I like, smashed out the season and um yeah. it just like I was I'm really impressed with the show so far, right? I'm I'm impressed A with like yes, it is a show from the 70s, which means that there are some very dated things in it but it also has some weirdly progressive things like the the third Mm -hmm. episode i want to say it is the third or fourth episode um they have a visiting general who refers to the koreans by a very offensive slur that starts with the letter g and immediately like the main character alan alda's main character is like uh they're people and we don't call them that around here like and it's like stuff like that for like 1973 feels like wildly progressive to like call that shit out um and it happens a lot in the show like it's not just for that one episode like anytime that someone uses a racial slur the main characters immediately like want to beat the shit out of them and like want them to treat the Korean people with like respect because they didn't ask for us to be there in the first place. 
Um, but it juggles from like, it'll just be the wackiest comedy that you've ever seen. And then just like a helicopter shows up and the tone just changes immediately to being very serious and reminding you that like, these guys are only joking around and being goofy because they need an escape from like the horrible reality that they're living in for the duration of the show. It's there's very few shows that are like that. Um, but then also today, because people had told me to check it out, I watched the uh, the remake of West Side Story because it's on uh, Disney Plus. And, you know, I don't have a lot of passion for the original movie. Uh, so I actually think I liked this remake more than the original film. Uh, it's just beautifully shot. The, uh, the characters are very likable. And I got to tell you this, I think this Steven Spielberg fellow might have a nice long career ahead of him because this was a, <laughs> a really, really cool good here. job. That's uh, good. I, that's good. I was kind of like, I, I heard him, I know about him from the indie scene. So I'm really, <laughs> um, I'm glad to hear that. I'm sorry. Good, good, no, good, no, no, no. That's, that's it. And then uh, because we are running a little long, uh, I'm going to knock out a super quick email that we have uh, from Chris. And Chris just said, hey, guys. Uh, side note, this is from April of 2021. So we're almost at a year old email. We're getting close, guys. Uh, it says, hey, guys, just want to send this email to say thank you. I've been listening to you for about a year now. And since I'm a new Patreon participant, I wanted to send this email as an additional thank you. Y'all entertain me every day. There's not too many fellow horror fans that I feel uh, that I feel are around me here in uh, Missouri. Uh, but I, but you guys talk about every movie from my childhood. Keep up the amazing work, and I know that it's not listener submitted requests yet. But I was wondering if y'all had ever seen 1972's Night of the, Lim- the Olympus. Uh, it's a crazy movie about killer rabbits that was always on TV when I was a kid. Anyway, thank you for the entertainment, Chris. <laughs> also, William Shatner. No, yeah. I'm sorry. That's uh, no, I'm sorry. That's Kingdom of the Spiders. Yep. I fucked up. Yeah, you ruined <laughs> everything, Kyle. You yeah, ruined God everything. Way more. Well, than, no like, problem, Chris. I've been now. carrying this whole podcast on my back up until <laughs> April 2021. So. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, those those tired shoulders. Yo, Night of the, Le- Night of the Lepus is great. I used to babysit a kid that I explained. Like, he was maybe 10 or 11 years old, and he was interested in horror but didn't want to watch anything. And at one point, I must have offhandedly made a Night of the Lepus reference to, like, a stuffed rabbit or Like, I, I imagine that's how it went, to a stuffed rabbit. And then I had to explain what Night of the Lepus meant. And every time I would come over to babysit him, he would reference Night of the Lepus back at me. Uh, and I, <laughs> I think that's why his parents fired me. That, I mean, fair. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you have any questions or stories or anything that you want to send to us, hit us up at hmnpodcast at gmail.com and we will read your email on the air we'll be back next week with even more hard movie night also while you're shooting us emails maybe send us some listener submitteds that's coming up very very quickly just a reminder if you're listening to this episode in two days we will be live on twitch so don't miss out on that we're going to be live on all of the geekscape socials so if you're not subscribed to any of them maybe subscribe to one of them i say do the youtube channel so that we get some monetization out of that bad boy (laughs) so thank you so much for checking us out and we will be back with more horror movie night listening to the Geekscape Network. 
We're making an ad. Napping yeah. ads. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm-hmm. He listens to the podcast every week. Yep. Has he been canceled? Was Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> so, um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The <laughs> Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the That's ad. The ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. to entertain you we'll sing your songs hey there are you obsessed with things that happened before your time well if you are join me the host of before my time gelsey laurie to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves you can find us on all podcast platforms soon you'll be swaying so come on sing along You're listening to the Geekscape Network.